That's my fun piece of work that I just think is the best, is when you can be working in the now, but knowing that you're shifting the dial towards your legacy. What is so important, but is the footprint to what you are leaving behind. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale, and these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. And here we are on an amazing time of the week that I really love, and that's spending time with you. Okay, today is an interesting day because the the podcast that you got to listen to, because here on the Global Human Intelligence Podcast, I always, uh, or we put here, one that you get to listen to and it may be someone that I've had a conversation with, maybe they've spoken at the Global Human Intelligence Forum and then I get to do this particular podcast which is always the one following. So uh, the podcast you got to listen to was Steve Felice and you know I actually did that podcast many, many, many and I mean many moons ago. But I really wanted to include it and not to leave it behind because it was during the time when I was traveling the world nonstop and I got to speak to just awesome humans. And I wish you could have been in the room. And it inspires me not just to be able to listen to what is important to them, but also why it's important and then some of the things in which they do or continue to do or are wanting to do or want to see to come to pass. And that is the whole purpose to the Global Human Intelligence podcast is that you get to be a part of that conversation. So even though it was a conversation that was literally done, I don't know, maybe, oh, maybe even three years ago, I think it is so relevant to us now and so relevant to everything that I talk about. And in fact, it was exciting to hear as as I challenged him right at the end around what's the one thing he's going to do to shift the dial forward. And that is really important at the moment because at Decision Velocity Global, we are focusing in on the 1%, like as in everything is about it. And, you know, those that want to do the 1%, you are my target market of where we want to go going forward. We want to serve. We want to uh, just really focus in on if you're wanting to be able to do your 1% shift and you're unsure of how that looks, then you are, you know, in the right place and, over time, I hope that if not on this podcast, you may come and work or be a part of what we're doing and we will be able to help you to get that 1% shift up and happening. And then the other thing that I think is exciting about the 1% movement, and of course, we're going to talk about this more and more as time goes on. And it's about those that want to partner with others that are willing to do their 1%. So, you know, as time goes on, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that on this podcast as well. But what was exciting about it, like seriously exciting, is that, you know, we literally 
started all unfolding what that could look like for Steve going forward. And I think that although this is kind of coming on as our major focus now in Decision Velocity Global, it has been so important and something that I've seen important for years. And I get excited because we're going to be unfolding that in a bigger and more easy to digest way as time goes on. Anyway, today I get to unfold some of the insights that I'm taking from the podcast that Steve and I had a conversation around. And remembering, right, that this was not done yesterday yet is so good. All right. So one of the things that I think continues to be so important in so many conversations that I'm having even to this day, and that is around, I'm, I'm kind of, there's going to be a lot of thinking in today's podcast. So bear with me if I maybe take a moment to, to be able to really say my words well, because I think that often in some of these conversations, there's so much more to unravel and go deeper on, but I don't want to lose you. I don't want to go so deep that you're going, what is she talking about? So I want to make sure that as I'm pulling some of this, that we're these insights apart, that I'm bringing you on the journey. So if I hesitate a few times, it's not because I don't know what to say as in, oh, she's just had a glitch. She's not sure where she's going with this. It's, it's more that I want to be able to say this in ways that make it easy for you. Because although I get to dive into many complex concepts, my whole goal is to simplify it so that you see it as a doable, actionable change or shift that you could do in whatever you're building out. And one of the things that Steve was talking about in his podcast was the whole concept of enjoying life design. And I think this is so important. I see so many leaders, so many amazing entrepreneurs, by the way, business owners, so many phenomenal humans that get to a point in life and go, I don't actually like what I've built out. I don't like what's happening in the world where I'm in. Meaning maybe in relationships maybe in the partnerships, maybe in the, the way that you show up each day and maybe the reflection of your team, the customers that you are having in your world. And I think that there's always time and there always needs to be time for you to take a moment to go, hey, what I'm doing this week, what I'm doing today, what I'm going to be doing in five years' time, is it really what I want? Is it going to be beneficial? Not just for me, but maybe if you've got family, maybe if you've got team, is it going to be beneficial for the team? Is it really what we're wanting to design? to build out of. And I think that too many times you don't ask that question until you've got to that moment where there's an emergency or relationships are broken or you've got to the point of what many would call burnout, exhaustion, or there's just so much chaos going on. And I wonder, if you took a moment, and maybe you did this weekly, maybe you have to do it daily until it becomes so much part of your DNA. It doesn't really matter how often. 
It just matters that you're doing it and you're consistently doing it. And I'm actually, I've probably done it on a weekly basis for the last three years. And there's a reason to it. Because over the last three years, we have been so evolving in my little company and we have, I have been evolving to be able to extend my capacity to be able to handle the new evolution of whatever that looks like, right? And I couldn't do it if I kept going the way I was going. If I kept serving the people I was serving at the time I began that journey. Or even my thinking and my energy and the physical capacity that I had, if I kept going at that pace, if I kept doing what I was doing, I wouldn't be where I am right now. And, you know, I've talked about this in other podcasts on here of how there's been tough moments, especially in the last six months. And it's because when you are willing to do it differently, it means changing some of the old and leaving it behind. You're not a stranger to that thinking. You know I think like this. I always are talking about the old approach versus the new approach and that there's a need for a new approach. So that's not new. But I think what you have to understand is to go from something that is so ingrained in maybe your DNA, so ingrained in the systems that you use, the processes that you continuously use, that if you are to change it or a shift is to happen, then this can take a lot of work, a lot of energy and a lot of time and maybe even a little bit of trusting your gut. And that doesn't always and isn't always accepted. So it's interesting because although you may say, yeah, I've designed my business the way I want it, or I've designed the community that I run the way that I want, or the company or the organization exactly how it is. Really, truly, if you were to be honest with yourself, if you're being transparent right in this moment, have you designed it all like that? Do you have the team that you want around you? Is your partnership as healthy or partnerships, depending how you know you model things or the ecosystem that you're building, are they healthy partnerships? Are the clients that you're pulling towards you or the, the partnerships, the connections, the community that you're building out, the culture that you're building, is it a healthy one? Is it one that you get excited to turn up to every single day or are you actually not, or maybe there's just one person that if they weren't a part of what you were doing, would just change what's happening in your everyday life. Maybe it's a system that although it served you at one point, going forward is not the right one or going to be able to handle the growth that is needed going forward. And so some of this means that if, and I don't know your answers because I'm, I'm literally, I can't read your mind right now. And, but if you answered to some of that, that there is change, then just know there's a little work to be done and there might be a little uncomfortable conversation to be had and maybe even it might mean changing some of the people that you're hanging out with, spending time with. And this isn't necessarily fun or something as a human that you go, yes, let's do this. So I think that although Steve said, enjoy the life design, I wonder, I just wonder how many of you 
and I'm talking to you, yes, you right now, have designed your life in a way that you're enjoying it. I hope 100% of you would say, (coughs) oh dear, I'm still, for anyone that knows that I was really quite unwell for a little bit again, and uh, you know, this whole long COVID thing, I got the first strain many, many, well, a few years ago now, right? Right when it first came out. And anytime I get tired, run down, or like some sort of immune compromise, it's like I go back into the coughing, the sore throat, the, you know, all those fun things in life. And although I'm feeling actually really quite healthy, that cough keeps, keeps just annoying me when I'm trying to talk. So I do apologize if you hear me coughing throughout this podcast, you can hear a little bit breathless and that's the reason why. But I don't want to let that stop you because something important to me right now is having these conversations with you. And I don't want, I literally don't want to have other things like like this stopping me from having this conversation with you because I think, you know, part of my life design of what I'm designing out is this willingness to create a space where it's okay that we're not 100% perfect every single time. Because I don't know about you, but I definitely am not perfect. In fact, I'm far from perfect. And I think for many years that perfectionism and trying to be perfect held me back as a human being, let alone as a leader. Because I always thought I had to show up perfect for you, that I always had to have my hair right, the right words to say that so that you would think I was smart enough to have a conversation with you and that I would be able to keep up with you and our conversation. And I think the one thing that I've designed my life out right now is I know what I'm meant to be doing. I know how I'm and, and part of that is having a conversation with you on this Global Human Intelligence podcast. And that means I show up even when maybe it's not all perfect. And maybe there might be glitches in my technology, but it's okay because we get through and hopefully instead of focusing in on that cough, the glitch, the moment when I'm not looking perfect on, which by the way, is a lot of the time these days, but you know, uh, whether I'm doing a live or whatever it is that it's actually okay. But what I might have to say, the message I have is really important and I don't want other things to stop that. So that has been something that I know I have really been focused on providing for you and making sure that you can be a part of the conversations that I'm having even when life is not perfect, right? What are you designing out for your life and are you enjoying it? Because Steve, you know, he he was very clear on on even though he's so smart, he has done many amazing roles, one of them being, uh, you know, the president of Dell Inc. And yet so humble and gracious. And, you know, he said it's not about the money, but it is about enjoying life. And I think we can all learn from that. Is it about the money? By the way, money helps to give you access to things. You know, I'm not afraid of saying that because I know that as you build out or increase more access to economic growth in what you're doing, it also gives you access uh, to be able to do more with that, more with it that adds value. And I think that that was one of the important insights that Steve 
was pushing in on, like the importance of, you know, what you're doing and whether this is moving towards things that are beneficial for others because if it's not, then, you know, like he doesn't want anything to do with it and nor should we be, uh, you know, building things out like that. Which, of course, you know, is something that I am absolutely behind 100% because, you know, my work with humanity as stakeholders and that is all around decisions that everyone makes on daily basis and what if you use the lens of adding value to the human race every time you made a decision and I think that was the that was the good thing and the great thing of what Steve was saying is when you're being really careful knowing that it's adding value becomes so important and you know the the I think we can undervalue that but I think he was really clear listen to it the podcast because he was really clear on the value of knowing this and you know and the importance of growth uh, when you know the value of exactly this so I, I thought it was interesting and I want to ask the question. He said around planning ahead of time. He doesn't do that. And, you know, I'm a big future focused kind of girl. And I really am because I think there's a lot of patterns that we can learn from in the past to make better decisions for the future going forward. And if we don't play with the concepts in the future, and I mean, not just tomorrow, not just next week, not even just in five years time, but I mean in a greater time, then our decisions we make will only reflect on, on building out something that maybe only sustainable for a short time. Now, I totally agree that you need to have flexibility with the way that you plan, the way that you're thinking. And so a lot of the times when you're making decisions too far out, if you don't have a vision that's aligned with where you really want to go, what you really want to do, then you can make decisions that if you're thinking too far ahead are actually nothing to do with maybe where you're going to be in two years time. A slight disruption to the conversation. I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or Truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Awesome human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come, then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity like you are stakeholders to design cutting edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation.
What I love around the work that I get to do when we're talking about the 1% is that bigger vision, the vision that like, honestly, we've done this on this podcast. If you listen to some of the past ones, I have actually broken this down to even looking right back from the moment that people are talking about you when you're no longer alive here on earth. And what do you want them to be saying? Because it's in that moment that you stood for whatever that is that actually becomes so important. And what if you're building out a vision that's working towards that? And I always want people to do that. And that's around legacy, right? Like what's the legacy you're leaving? And, you know, that's my fun piece of work that I just think, is the best is when you can be working in the now, but knowing that you're shifting the dial towards your legacy. What is so important, but is the footprint to what you are leaving behind. And I asked Steve in the the podcast, in that conversation around what's his 1%. And I loved his, his sort of like almost, oh, what's my 1%. And, you know, he was, he said, well, it would have to be around teaching a commitment to tick. So, sorry, he said it must be something around teaching. And then he said a commitment to teach the, the principles to more people, especially those in their informative years, the young people who are emerging as leaders, that the things that we spoke about, the things that were important to him and that he sees as adding value to the human race, that he gets to do that. And I caught him on it saying, hey, how will you even know that this has happened, that you've shifted the dial? And so he thought about it for a, a, you know, a couple of seconds, whatever you like to say. And then he goes, it's the measure of interactions, engagements, teaching moments. And we even got it down to a number, three per week, so 10 to 15 per month. And that he would know that he was shifting the dial towards and that honestly, if you're not doing those for him, 10 to 15 a month, he would know that he's not shifting that dial and heading towards where he really wants to. How big in future was that as a goal? Ultimately, it's a legacy goal. It's the the biggest vision that you can have for your world. And it's so possible for everyone to have. And I love it because not only would he be just happy to do what he's doing now, but he's moving his his whole life, his decisions are moving towards what is really important to him as his legacy, as the footprints he's leaving behind. And I wonder, have you thought about your legacy? What are you leaving behind? And if someone was talking about you, what would you want them to be talking about when they're talking? Like, how would they speak about you? Would they be encouraging? Would they be like, wow, I wish you could have spent time with. I wish you could have seen how they, you, yeah, you. What do you want that to be? I know for me, it's actually been a huge driver in my world because there's been many a time in my life I thought if I died, if I no longer existed, no one would even miss me. No one would even notice that I was no longer alive. And that was kind of a sad moment. Honestly, it kind of was heartbreaking. And I felt like that's kind of sad that I would even think that. And then I needed to go, well, if I'm not thinking that, and if people actually cared if I was alive or or that I had 
you know, no longer here, what would it be that I'd be care that people thought about? If I really cared what others thought about me, what would I want that to be? And, you know, one of the biggest things was I wanted, and my whole life is based around this, is that I wanted no other human to ever not have a voice. And I wanted to create as many opportunities for humans to be able to have a voice or to give the opportunity for those who don't know what that voice is to be able to find that and then to be able to use it wisely to add value to the human race going forward. And I think if that's how I can be remembered, then that is a great legacy because I also know that my children will remember me like that. And I hope that that then gives them a voice to be able to be and advocate for what is important to them and hopefully what is important to the human race going forward. So legacy becomes such an important piece of the vision that you and I need to keep building out. And then I think, you know, going back to what Steve said, then you are designing out something that you will enjoy, that you will love, that you'll get excited about, and it, it will be a vision that is shifting the dial forward. And I think that's a good day when you're able to do that. I think that it's easy for us, and, and I say us because this includes me, that moment when you think, well, I'm just happy to be me. I'm just happy to, to you know, make sure, in my case, I'm a great mom, that I'm being the best wife I can be. And in my business world, that I'm making smart decisions. And you know what? Just, just living life as much as possible that's positive and not messing it up for anyone else. And, and I think there's this ability in all of us to default to as long as I just do that, I'm doing okay. But I do want to challenge you because, you know, as a disruptor of patterns, sometimes I have to challenge you. So I do want to challenge you just for a moment that I get it's okay to be like that and I get it's okay to sort of move at a pace that maybe you feel really comfortable with. But I want to challenge you, maybe if you pushed yourself a little bit more and realize that although you could just focus in on making sure that you've got enough, what if you had an overflow, an overflow of maybe resources, maybe tools, an overflow of finances, energy, an overflow of time you could share with others. Would that be meaning that you could give more, that you could be of more benefit, not just to you, maybe not just to your own family, but to community around you? If you had more to give, of time, effort, energy, of you? Would you be able to mentor others that maybe wouldn't have access to that if, if they didn't know you? And I think that sometimes that as leaders, we can get so focused on who we're serving, our little world, that we forget to look beyond at the bigger picture, at maybe if you had more to give out from, there'd be more flow and others would be able to have access to that as well. And I think that this is the interesting piece. When you think beyond just building out what you're doing, who you are and your maybe immediate needs, 
and you look beyond that to what else have I got in my hand that I could give out of? And I think that's an interesting thing. And I think when we think legacy, that this becomes a, an important focus on what you're building today, knowing that it's building for tomorrow. I don't know about you, but there's been pretty amazing people across the globe that I have, you know, studied and been fascinated in the way that they lead life. You know, I've spoken before of an amazing woman that had such an impact on me and her name was Reverend Catherine Hollister-Jones. And, you know, a beautiful woman, very similar in so many ways to the work of Mother Teresa. And she impacted me in so many ways and, and the wisdom that she brought to the table, her humbleness, but her tenacity to have a resilience that I knew from no other, especially in her age bracket at the time that I was being mentored by her. And, you know, I just would literally sit at her feet and listen to her as she would uh, discuss the challenges and also the hope that she had through her work. And I always remembered and from studying many phenomenal leaders of great movements, of success in the business world, of pioneering new breakthroughs, innovations, a common pattern that I've seen from all of them is this just, what do I say, a vision for a bigger picture beyond just building out for themselves. And I do go on about this a little bit, but I think because the importance of grasping this concept, I think is getting missed in many leaders across the global landscape today. Why do I think this? Because I'm seeing, and I hope this is not you, but I'm seeing many leaders going, I'm just focusing what I'm doing. And when I've got more, I'll, I'll do this or that. Or I'm seeing so many leaders going, I would collaborate with others, but at this moment, I've only got time for what I'm doing. And then my family, and there's just no extra time. And I thought this was interesting because if we think of legacy, the future thinking, then it takes out to bigger, bigger dreams, bigger things play that, you know, is just beyond your immediate. And I think that even in a time of challenge that many have focused on and is going through in, in your leadership, there is so much room for growth if you're willing to do something that Steve talked about and something that I believe is what we're trying to role model in all the work that we do at Decision Velocity Global, and that is collaboration. Please, if there's one thing you take from this podcast today is how can you collaborate? What is it that you could do to expand the growth of what you're wanting to wait, maybe do, not just today, but next week, in the years to come? How could you do that in more effective ways through collaboration? Because collaboration is not just a, a trendy word to say. There is power when you can join with others who can become aligned with your vision or you with theirs or the greater vision. And you get to pull on not just your strengths, not just what you know, not just what you can master, but 
what others can as well. And imagine that, the value that you add because all of a sudden, it's not all just about you. There is limit to what you can do. I know I've probably blown someone's bubble right now, but I don't know about you. I know when it comes to me, I have many flaws, weaknesses. We've spoken about that for many of you. You probably already know them and could say it to me. But here's the thing, within my weaknesses, there's many, many strengths. And because of that, I bring a lot of value to the table. Imagine then others that are at that table that too, they also, in other words, have value to add. And we join the value together. How much quicker could you get what you're focusing in? Maybe the next project, maybe the next initiative. How much faster could you get that done? What if you had big decisions to make? And you're struggling because you're isolated, keeping it to yourself. And it's all about you coming up with it. Yet you were at a table and there were smart humans and very good at what they all do in their own rights, maybe in different industries. And you were able to share your problem at that table. And together, maybe there's seven people the seven people get to look at what it is you're facing and the decision you need to make. Do you think because there's more smarts in the room, you may be able to come up with that answer faster? You may be able to uh, realize that actually what are your options and and they give you clarity to be able to make those or know or understand them. And so you actually now know exactly where you want to go, what that needs to do. That wouldn't happen if it was just you mulling about it in a corner going, I don't know, I don't know. You know, maybe you're a person who needs to talk it out and, and, and to think out loud with some people. If you're trying to isolate and do that on your own, like I see a lot of leaders doing right now, then I challenge you to collaborate with others because the power is when you join with others to to realize that you're not on your own, that there are others that can have your back. Oh my goodness, I've learned that's so important. And I am so grateful for some of the people who are in my world that have just had my back over this last season. Why? Because I've not been on my own. I've felt encouraged when I felt discouraged. I've felt like there's strength even when I don't have it, but others around me can hold that space for me. That even when I doubted myself, there's been others around me who have gone, get back up, you've got this, go for it, Karen Marie. And I wonder if you were able to access collaboration more in how you're building out the culture that you have in the teams, maybe in new ideas to come to the table, maybe decisions that you've got to make how would that change your capacity? And would you be more effective productivity-wise? And I know, I've seen it time and time again. The answer is yes, you would. And although it's not something that I think has been really beautifully role-modeled throughout the time, this is one of those things that I think, great. And yes, some of the old approach of collaboration has been, you know, tricky. And I think there's ways we can do it really well going forward. So I want to challenge you. If you're to think more legacy, 
what does that need to look like for your vision? Do you need to expand your vision a little bit more? Does that mean that maybe there's different ways that you'll need to shift the dial forward if you're thinking that way? And then on the other side of it is this. If you were to collaborate, would and could that bring that legacy even faster so that you can shift that dial even quicker? I want to leave you with that today because I think that this is an important piece. And yes, it's, it's like trendy, right, to talk about collaboration. And I do think that it's kind of had this glossiness over it. And I think we need to take the gloss away and we need to learn how to collaborate. And I know from what we do at Decision Velocity Global, collaboration is done through partnerships. And I think there's some, some really fundamental thinking that needs to go into partnerships. Here's one, trust. Firstly, they need to be able to trust you and you need to be able to trust them. What are you doing to build trust right now in what you're building? And I think part of that is definitely being really clear on the pathway that you're doing so that the team that you have know exactly where you're going the community you have, the clients, whoever it is, knows what that looks like. So you're giving them a clear pathway going forward. So important when building out trust. And the way you're having conversations, making decisions, and the results that you're bringing, this is built on trust. You see, the problem comes when you don't have trust. When you're, you start micromanaging because you don't trust the systems. You don't trust the people. You're not trusting that this pathway is going to work for you, let alone for the team or potential clients, whatever it is. Transparency is the next thing. This is so important. Like, you know, I talk about data all the time, but data is so important. How you're doing things, what it looks like gives you transparency so that you know you're heading in that right direction or you can identify gaps so that you can make sure that you put the right people, systems, process, whatever it is in place, the tools, the resources, strategies in place so that those gaps are no longer creating a blockage to the flow of what you're meant to be doing. Now, Transparency means that, and I do believe it starts with you as a leader and that flow domino effect of what you're doing as a leader will reflect on who you're drawing to you, the team you're building out, and make sure that if you are being transparent, that it is being authentic, honest, and trustworthy because I think that that becomes so important in the way that you turn up, you show up. So if you're designing something that gives you joy, make sure it's giving others joy too. Make sure it's adding value to those that you want to come on board with your vision because when they're aligned with you, oh my goodness, that collaboration piece, that's an easy piece. It's a no-brainer. I love coming on board with people that have an exciting vision going forward. It's so much fun and it lights up my day because I know that what I'm being a part of is adding value not just to the other person, but to many other humans going forward as well. Okay, so trust, transparency is so important. And I think the third thing with partnerships is 
just expectations. Clear on what it is that you want to do together. Clear on what it is that you are willing to do and very clear on what the other person is willing to bring to the table as well. Because then when you've got that freedom to have open conversation, communication, you know right from the start what your starting point is, where you're wanting to go, then it's much easier if there's things on the way. Because by the way, there will always be things on the way that maybe you need to change, maybe it's not working on this piece and, you know, you may need to even confront in conversations at time, uh, then it's much easier when both of you or all those that are stakeholders in that partnership know exactly what it is about as you go forward. All right, I hope that not only have you enjoyed today's conversation, that the conversation I had with Steve was helpful as well and that you were able to take just some beautiful little droplets of wisdom from that conversation and then today as we've been able to dive even deeper into that, that you see the importance of collaboration, you see how simple it is even to start having some partnerships and some important things to having those partnerships and especially the legacy piece. I mean, I think if all of us were looking at the footprints that we're leaving behind, then those footprints would be a healthier footprint. And, uh, you know, all of us could be shifting that dial even by 1%. You know, I and I'm finishing up on this, the 1% movement becomes even more important to me because how do I know that others are adding value? Because if I was doing your 1%, you're doing your 1% and, you know, Mary and George and Harry and, you know, uh, lots of people were doing their 1%, that would shift the dial forward and we would see changes happening. So I look forward, by the way, always check out the 1%movement.com because I want to see your name up on the wall of humanity. We are going through some changes, so if there's some glitches with it, be patient, reach out to us so that we can add you onto the wall of humanity and support you as you continue to be choosing and committed to being doing your 1% and never be a stranger in our world. Reach out and connect with us. I hope this has been uh, another interesting conversation that has pricked some curiosity to even maybe a little shift that you could do differently. All right, big love. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlay. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.